On today's It's Just Money podcast, we have week two college football lines, predictions, and picks, along with the NFL, because the NFL is back. We originally, in this episode, we talk about how we do not like the board in college football this week. However, we give you about 20 plays. I actually love the board. So you listen to a great episode. But before we get to it, let's talk about the Vigit app. Vigit is the number one social media sports betting app in the entire world. You have to download today. It has a free-to-play sports book where you do not have to wager real money. It is the perfect app for a sports better that is learning how to bet. And there is no better place than the Vigit app. So download it today. Use the code It's Just Money for a thousand free coins. When you get in the app, join our betting league using passcode WIN393. That's it. Now let's roll to the picks. Let's go. Is that I never ask my clients to judge me on my winners. I ask them to judge me on my losers because I have so few. Tell them to bring me my money. Okay, we are back. It is the It's Just Money podcast presented by Vigit. This is episode 33. Today is Thursday, September 9th, and week one of college football is officially in the book. We have a general idea of what is going on. Uh, we had a pretty good week, but I'll let the boys recap themselves. They're all here. Thank the Lord for that. Every day, I thank the Lord for these guys. Let's talk to Schaefer this week. Hey, thanks. Uh, I would kind of correct your statement in saying we know what's going on, because that's kind of a theme of week one, is even though a lot of shit hits the fan, I don't think we know exactly what we're getting into. Um, but no, I am doing absolutely fantastic. I don't think I need to say why. I uh, had a good record this weekend, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, let's go to another guy that had a pretty good weekend. I think he ended up with a winning record. Maybe it was close. Reese Snyder. Absolutely, it was a winning weekend. Shout out oh, Ole yeah. Miss, taking care of business against Louisville. Yeah, that was nice. That was an easy that win. That was good. That was like, yeah, like I think you said in the group chat too. It was like anytime Matt Carell got the ball, it was like watching a pickup football game on in recess they were just doing whatever they wanted they they really were it was it was fun to watch um also four targeting calls in the first half yeah. of that game <laughs> what was going on some of them were bad so like very bad um but Ole Miss looked good and let's jump to the other side the last side Jordan Pierce yeah I'm doing pretty good can't complain I ended up uh two and two on the weekend um with just a couple bad week one reads, to be honest with you, and that'll happen. So, not going to fall into that trap again. Just fell into a bad – just a bad train of thoughts of what I thought was going to happen in two games that didn't even come close. The games I won, I, I was right on, dead spot on. So, you know, it happens, but we sit two and two. Uh, we get into the next weekend, and we keep rolling. Hey, what's, what is worse – Northern Illinois beating Georgia Tech or Northwestern just absolutely sucking? Um, to be honest, I knew I was out of both of them right away. Michigan so <laughs> State was rolling to start. That, I don't that know first, the was the first play, house call? Yeah. yeah. So I didn't really – they both hurt the same. I didn't really have to worry either way. So neither one of them, like – they're more like a quick, like, pop to the face, you know, instead get of like over with, just, yeah, a thousand get it over with. I get, I get what you're saying. So it was pretty quick. Um, <laughs> I also felt like I won both my bets immediately. So that felt great. Um, and so 
I'm ready for week two. I think week two is interesting. We had a conversation last week. We are talking like week, week two doesn't look that great, like the lines or whatever, the slate, whatever. But I think for avid college football fans, I think this week two is still very interesting. Maybe I think for betting college football fans, there are so many great – Yeah, movies. but even to like people who don't bet and they just watch religiously, it's still – the slate itself – has a lot of interesting games. Like the general population of fans that just watch the big ones are going to be like, wow, that's a boring slate. But us, I think we'll enjoy it. So I think we, I've switched from bad slate to I enjoy this one. So on to you, oh, Park. Yeah. Um, I had a great weekend. I went six and two, um, won a lot of picks by close margins. Um, Alabama wasn't a sweat. Oklahoma, sneaky, however. Sneaky margins. Oklahoma, however. I was in the stadium at the Nebraska game, so I wasn't able to watch it live. I was just watching as it would come across the scoreboard, um, the score, and they, they covered at half. I had them by 20 and a half at the half, and they were up by 20, and their kicker drilled a 57-yarder as time expired to put them up 23. So shout out to that fucking guy, wherever you're at. Um, we love to see that. Um, but other than that, my picks went well. Um, it was pretty easy board. Does Jack Trice have an out-of-town scoreboard? Uh, they used to. They should. There should be. Obviously, I, he said Memorial does, and I know Kinnick does, but it's not very big. They, they, you, I, they should, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Ours is, like, just in the corner of the scoreboard. It's not very big. So, I mean. It's like a banner. It's one of them banners. That yeah, shows Nebraska has a banner. It's on the banner. Yeah. Yeah, ours, I, ours might be one on, like, the banner scoreboard that just got redone, and then one on, like, the big – Tiger Hawk end zone. Nebraska also started doing this new thing where they have a lady on the field that like during timeouts or TV timeouts does highlights of other games as they're going on, on the big jumbotron. And her voice, her voice is piercing. It is horrible. I don't know who it is, but fuck her. If she ever listens to this, (laughs) it is horrible. Pick a new person. Um, Okay. The week two slate, the board I think is pretty bad. The games I'm okay with, like JP just said. Um, the board I do not think is great. There's no lines that stick out. Maybe a couple here and there, um, but a lot of questionable lines. Now we're going to go to our team recaps. Um, JP's Iowa Hawkeyes dominate Indiana. Dominate. I mean, two pick sixes were massive, but they went 34 to six at home. Schaefer's Iowa State Cyclones edge one out against UNI, 16 to 10. Um, that's always a close game, so I don't think there's anything too much to take away from that. And then Nebraska beats absolute powerhouse out of the FCS Fordham, um, and I'll touch a little bit on that. But let's lead off with JP. Yeah, uh, I will put well. I was very excited to watch this team get after it. I had mixed feelings about the situation. I knew we, I felt really good about winning the game. I did not think we'd be in a situation where before halftime I was relaxed and um, not worried about anything. But there still are question marks for me. There's things that we need to figure out going into week two and obviously going to Ames. So I'm happy with it. I'm very confident in the team. There's just some things I know need to get better. Um, As you kind of stated and as we stated in our By the Minute video that we put on YouTube, watching Iowa State play you and I. Yeah. (laughs) Watching Iowa State play you and I, I I watched the whole game, but I wasn't worried. If they would have won by 40 or won by the six they did, I was – it wouldn't change my mind for the weekend. So um, I think, again, there's just things that Iowa needs to work on. I'm very happy with the win. I think if we can get um, – before the season started, if we could get through this stretch of two weeks, one and one or two and oh, I felt really, really good about our chances 
in the Big Ten and nationally. So, um, yeah, I feel good about it. Happy with week one. I think Iowa looked really good, but at the same time, Indiana looked really bad. Indiana sucked. Like, Penix looked bad. <laughs> he had Like, he had how many picks, but then he had – was it two of them that had to come back or something like that? I no, he, he threw three, and we had dropped two. Kerner dropped yeah. one, um, and we also had, um, I believe – I can't remember who dropped the other one, but we had. But I mean, but also two of them were went through a guy's hands. The other yeah. one was the guy ran a wrong route. But I mean, still, both those ended in house calls. So who gives a shit? Yeah, the first one was tough. That, that one just drilled the wide receiver, the running back out of the flat in the chest. <laughs> like hits you right in your hands. You hate to see it. Right in yeah, your hands. <laughs> tough place to catch the balls. Your hands. Okay, Schaefer. How about the the clones? What did you think? Uh nothing, nothing crazy, really. I mean, I don't feel like I have to sit here and defend them, especially to uh, fake fans or anybody who doubted us just because we compete. The fake fans them. off the get were going. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna call them out. That, that video I'm, was hilarious, Schaefer. Of like that Matt Campbell with you, though. <laughs> that was funny as shit. Yeah, and follow me on Instagram if you want to see a funny meme I made. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, the offense didn't turn the ball over like in uh, games past against you and I, we really took care of the ball for the most part. Um, Brees just missed some reads. We didn't do anything too stupid. And honestly, I never thought we were going to lose the game. There've been plenty of you and I games where I was like, Holy shit, we're going to blow this. But I knew as soon as they got the football on the 10 on that last position, they were not going to get more than 30 yards. That's just the tell of our defense all game. Um, they played absolutely solid. I feel really confident about our defense going in and uh, you know, Brock played pretty well. He, didn't do anything stupid, didn't do anything Brock related, and he was pretty efficient. And I, you know, we played without Charlie Kohler, and that's a huge part of our offense. So to get a win and just not to get caught in that trap like we have in years past, I have no, no worries. I'm not losing sleep at night over it. For anyone who took Iowa State minus 31 and a half, you are the dumbest human being alive. Just I think it closed at 29 and a half. Um, but still it wasn't even it like <laughs> it never should have sniffed it wasn't even close it never should have sniffed 20 dude it's a, it's a good thing i was in kansas or i was in missouri and couldn't live bet because when indiana got to like plus 17 and a half i was like i'm gonna grab that but i'm like oh wait i can't thank god i didn't <laughs> yeah no kinnick was rocking that was uh definitely a factor in that game okay for nebraska Obviously, there's not much to say. It's Fordham. Um, they take care of business. There is a little bit of fear that you wake up with when you're playing as bad as Nebraska has been. But Martinez had a decent day. 17 for 23 for 250 with its throwing touchdown. But then he ran for eight times for 50 yards and had two running touchdowns. Um, but for the first 20 minutes of this game was like genuinely concerning. It was like 10 to 7 in the second quarter midway through. Um, and that's a little scary. Um, but then they, they turned it on, took care of business. I think I found a Nebraska target, or who will be, and that's Samori Toure. He was a beast last weekend. Eight, eight receptions, 145 yards, and a touchdown. Should have been a couple of touchdowns. Um, but I have to give a shout-out to Ryan Greenhagen. Fordham's middle linebacker had 31 tackles. And that, that broke that the record. record. It, yeah, yeah, yeah it broke the record by, like, Eight in the NFL, like the only the closest next was Brian Urlacher with thirty-one tackles. Thirty-one some help. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. he had thirteen solo tackles. Somebody get him! I just can't compete. (laughs) (laughs) He Um, was competing though. He's the only one. (laughs) They said that in the interview. There's a couple of uh, players in the post game that said like that middle linebacker was literally all over the place every time I turned around. But thirty-one tackles is a little bit ridiculous. Um, Other recaps of games: Oregon survives. 
Oregon gets into an absolute battle with Fresno State um, and wins 31-24. What are I our think we knew that one was going to be close. It's scary. For week yeah. two, is that Ohio State-Oregon game that good of a game? Yeah, I think uh, it is. With, I think well, there's – I would say with Thibodeau out, it yeah. could be ugly. Well, has he been declared officially out? No, I guess I, I can't. Today I was the day they were going to run him through practice and see what was going on. But he is on the depth chart for the moment. So. That game will be interesting. Another game, Washington loses to Montana. That is tough. That we'll, is... Get to, we'll get to Washington later, but I think – yeah, me and Shaver talked about this one too, but Parks, I think I wanted your opinion on this. Um, when you think like how, what we thought about Washington preseason, right, or where we wanted them in the north and what we thought was going to happen, and you bring in a team in Montana who's usually a perennial FCS powerhouse, top 10 team, and they don't – would you be more worried with the way it happened or if they would have lost like 35-34? Or like is that low score and even more concerning? I would be more worried if they got blown out for sure. Just because you look at Montana, who they are as a team, they just played really good defense. And Washington was entirely sloppy. Like mm-hmm. there was no other way around that than they were just a sloppy football team. They yeah. didn't look prepared. They looked – they were out aggressed, out coached. They just got beat on every facet of the game. Um, I, I just I think feels like holding Montana. Montana's not a bad offense, especially no. in the FCS competition. So holding them to thirteen points is no nothing to blink at. But well, the offense the better defense. figure it out. We knew the defense was going to be solid in Washington. We knew they had to break in a quarterback. We had, you know, there were things pointing in directions to like this is what they need to overcome, and they didn't do that week one. And I don't believe in a lot of teams looking forward, but I truly believe that they didn't take Montana for what they were in that moment. I think they took for granted first game back in Seattle after a year off and only four games, and then they're going to go um, to Michigan and play in the big house. So, I mean, I think they took that a little for granted and that showed. We've really reached that point where there are FCS teams out there that are like, you're, you know that they're going to win. Like we talked about at South Dakota State week one against Colorado State. Come on. Like, that was easy money. They just blew Colorado State the fuck out. And then you got other teams going in and competing. South Dakota almost beats Kansas. Probably should have won that game. Um, So, the FCS is good, and it's just getting better. So, I think you're going to see a lot more of that in seasons to come. Another team we have to talk about, another team we had in our Team Futures talk, along with Washington, La Tech. La Tech should have beat Mississippi State. They had it. They they had it. They really did. But they covered oh, the 24 yeah. and a half by a million. Um, so you love to see that. But what are your guys' thoughts on that text game? Got to win that game if you're Skip. You, you really do. Yeah. It just – you had to have it. Yeah. No, there you go, Reese. No. It's more like – got to give it a, like a little close. bit of a nose, it's I close. think. It's close. The yeah. Tech dog on the hand is like one of the most – challenging hands i didn't know it was a thing until we got there and i'm like that doesn't even look like a dog no it really doesn't that's why i I don't know i thought reese was having a seizure honestly up there but then i realized what was happening (laughs) i think i kind of get it though because it has like the two little ears and like the smashed nose maybe that's like the same thing as the yotes you just did shaper right like the two fingers connected with the that's that's (laughs) just bigger ears south dakota who doesn't do that that has like a dog i'm pretty sure uh, NC State does something like that too. Yeah, I don't know about the hand signals. I'm not. Uh, I've never been a fan <laughs> of a team that has one. Um, they said, I was just saying they. I googled point. it. They say Thibodeau is day to day, and uh, Crystal Ball came out and said that they don't try to head fake anybody with injuries. 
or anything like that. They're pretty unsure he's gonna play. He's not gonna play. Um, so not looking great for the pretty Ducks. unsure if he will play uh, or pretty sorry, sure yeah, he's not. Un- yeah, unsure he will play. Okay, no. I was gonna sorry, say. Sorry, sorry, I misworded that. Yeah, but, you did. Okay, going on to the next game, Clemson. Clemson loses to Georgia in an absolute defensive battle. Give us that play. We gave you Georgia money line. Um, Reese actually played it. That's Reese likes it. Great play. Um, Clemson's O line got absolutely dominated for yep. the majority of this game. Georgia's defensive line is unreal. Both defenses are great. Don't get me wrong, but just that stood out to me was Georgia's defensive line was absolutely hammering DJ all weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys take away from this game? Uh, zero offensive touchdowns. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough. That's a, uh, that's a, one, a boring game to watch. Yeah, one's one's good football, but Penn State Wisconsin's ugly football. Yeah, also Parks. I need that. I need a comment on that. Penn State back? Can I don't we, think so. Can we say they're back? I think I was a little bit too high mentally on Mertz. So yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm I. I don't like Wisconsin at all, and I knew he was solid, but I did not think he was great, and that showed, like, in leaps and bounds on Saturday, that showed. Yeah, no, he looked bad. There were some bad moments of that game. Obviously, I only caught the highlights, and I couldn't watch it live, but and I really wasn't sure what was going on at the end. I was just keeping up with it on my phone. Um, but you lose week one at home, and the atmosphere that Madison-Wisconsin is supposed to bring, it gets a little tough. That's, that's a tough loss. Um, it's a good pick. By you, Schaefer, if you would have played it, I would have respected it, but you didn't play it. Uh, <laughs> watching that game live and watching Jump Around come on, that was pretty cool. That was electric. That's my yeah, comic cool. winner team. That's why I'm rooting for them. JP's so, not a fan of Jump Around. I just don't like Wisconsin at all. But it's a cool it's a cool I idea. Truly, I, I know like – It's a little weird. I know like three people that are Wisconsin fans, and I can – I think one of them uh, – two of them are like legit Wisconsin fans. The other one's just like went to Wisconsin and like is like one of those people. So I, I think the whole fan base is like that. So I don't really care. I'm sorry. What did you say, Jake? That's a little weird. I don't know. <laughs> That's not weird? <laughs> Telling your opposing fans to leave the stadium because there's a cyclone coming in? Nobody said that was a great tradition. <laughs> that's not a tradition. That's just a bad intro. That's what I, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not arguing that it is. Um, but we'll get to Iowa, Iowa State a little bit later. I'm sure we have a, a bunch to say about it. Final piece, Tulane looked great. I thought they were going to sneak away with it for a little bit. Um, Michael Pratt is the real deal. Um, he probably should be playing somewhere better than Tulane. Um, but he goes 27 for 44 for 296 and three touchdowns. That's a day. Um, Tulane looked fucking good. Not in the first half, but they gave up, what, three points in the second half? Yard away from getting inside the 40 with a chance to win it. Like, so close. They were. Um, so shout out to Tulane. That was a hell of a battle. Um, Spencer Rattler's, like, second throw of the season gets picked off. I, I, I kind of like to see that. I love to see that, actually. Um, but Oklahoma survives. Okay, any more week one games that you, w- you guys wanted to touch on or recap? Yep. Okay, Go ahead. North Carolina. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get to watch that game because I was driving down to Kansas City. But, like, my updates would, like, come, like, after you guys were texting stuff. So, if I saw, like, fuck. Or yeah, damn, that's I'd why like, we have radio. You didn't want to watch that game, Reese. Reese. You didn't miss anything. Oh, I was watching it. Um, we were at a, like, a little restaurant bar here in town, and we were watching it. And I was just 
astonished of how bad it looked. Like, he was just – Sam Howe looked like he was being, t- like, attacked by a pack of dogs with nobody helping him out. He was just running for his life at all times. It was nothing he could do in that game. I mean, he threw a couple balls well, that are questionable. Last, that but, last pick he threw was on second down, man. Like, Yeah, yeah. but he also was running for his life for the last – X amount of time he had to do something. He felt like he had to do it by himself. And let's talk about – let's talk about not just North Carolina in general, but how bad the ACC looked first week. Wow. I mean, not, not good. Got we got to mention – I mean, Florida State looked good. Duke sucks. Don't get me wrong, but losing Charlotte? Florida, Florida State was maybe the one bright spot. I see. That's one bright spot out of False. the North Carolina team False. that does False. There's more than one. Boston College, they did what they're supposed to do. North Carolina State did what they're supposed yeah, to do. Those are two teams, two teams that are fighting to be in the okay. ACC final game. Yeah, but if NC, State, if NC State loses this weekend, then things can get a little shaky. Then it's like, who the fuck's good? They're not going to because we have a future over six and a half. Now it's five and a half. Let's go, baby. Yeah, La Tech, that one stung because of that reason. I was thinking about the four and a half, how easy that shit would have been if they would have taken week one at Mississippi. So easy. Yeah, but, Walk. You could have walked and cashed it in right now and probably gotten more. They would have been like, all right, you're good. Yep, yeah. Good. <laughs> um, but, okay, other week one games. Anybody else? I feel like we're missing a few. Duke Play gets beat week. by Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Play, Play of the week hits. Dial, that was a dial Absolutely up that lock. Not even close. No, it wasn't even close. Stanford scored so, with what? Eight minutes left in the game? Yeah. The first two drives, I was like, yeah, that's obvious. There's just leaps and bounds a better team than Stanford. It was. Deuce Vaughn and Skyler Thompson just walking up and down the field. It was glorious to watch. How do you let that little Oompa Loompa just run all over? There goes Deuce. <laughs> He's so good. He's just um, an absolute animal. He would be, um, you know, someone I'd want to watch every weekend, no matter who they're playing. Just to, you know, he's a different kind of good football. That's that's what he was. Um, we also have to mention Truck Stick of the Week. Truck Stick of the Week definitely goes to UCLA. They looked fucking good. Oh. Against LSU, that team, I, UCLA is is back. I'm gonna say it now. They're good. When were they ever? If they weren't back, they were here. When were they were like, you know, Rosen, what I mean? they were pretty good that year with Rosen. What was that? His junior year. Would they win eight games? That's good for UCLA. UCLA is back. <laughs> I'm saying. I don't know how many weeks I'm gonna have to say it. Can we? Are we gonna slow down on the UCLA train? I'm not. I'm not. I just don't know how good LSU was either. Like, I mean, they were missing tackles. Their quarterback play wasn't that great. Yeah, I think LSU looked just. I think it was kind of like that Iowa Indiana situation. I think. Yeah. Both. Okay. 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 Relax. Hold on. So offensive. Hold on. Give Iowa more credit. They forced issues. Can you let me talk? Just (laughs) let me defend myself. The winning team looked good. The winning team looked impressive, yes. But it's more about how bad the losing team is going to be this season. I don't think LSU – and I was a little – not high on LSU. I spoke highly of them, but LSU's – they're in trouble. They are, um, especially with Ed calling out sissy blue shirts. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to beat them by 80. I think Ed thinks uh, Joe Burrow's still back there. Should have um, took Alabama. Yeah, Alabama, <laughs> they roll. God. Um, did you guys see the video of the guy – they were down twenty-seven nothing, and Miami forced a turnover. Yeah. They got overturned. He had the yeah. turnover changes. Him taking it off he got overturned. That's that's a bad look. That should be locked like, up until it's. I, I feel like a turnover change should be locked up if you're down twenty-one points. You're down twenty-seven. It's twenty. If you're down, if you're down double digits, it should that's be a win. Yeah, you're down double digits. Two you're down scores. 20. It's not even that much. 
You're down 20 points. Put, put, the, put the thing away. I, I, dis, I disagree with double digits. Yeah, 10-10 is fine. If you're fine. down 10 or 14, that's yeah, okay. You no, get a turnover and you score a 10 possession game. No, it looked like Alabama was playing like a Southern Utah. Like they're throwing 94-yard touchdown bombs without pe- being touched. Like it's such a joke. Bryce Young. Bryce Young's a stud. Dude. Oh, my God. What, his, what was his stat line? It was like 32 he broke, for 47 he, for 450 and four touchdowns. Yeah, he set the record for like a debut for an Alabama quarterback with four touchdowns like 300-some yards. Like how – Like you know, you know what I was thinking about the other day? Think about this. So we – I don't know why. I was just randomly thinking. You know, remember the debate of like who was better, that last year's Alabama team or the LSU team that won it two years ago? Yeah. Would you think – think about if Saban was coaching – that LSU team. I think, I think leaps and bounds that LSU team is better thinking about the players. And if Ed Ogeron could win with, can win a national championship, just imagine what Nick Saban would do if he was coaching that team. I think that's the winner easily. They're so similar, but I got to give it to LSU. Like that offense was ridiculous to watch. Um, They had like the similar weapons. Like I would put Mac Jones and, and Joe Burrow on like the, the same level, and then you got to put Devontae Smith and Justin Jefferson on the same level. Um, we'll see if Joe Burrow has a breakout year. We'll touch on him a little bit later. They play the Vikes week one. We'll talk about the NFL. I forgot to mention that. The NFL is back. Tonight, Cowboys, Bucks, Bucks oh, yeah, uh, plus 72. Um, take that bet if you, if you have the DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, DraftKings. 72. That, that's play of the week. Bucks <laughs> plus 72. That's a lock. Um, okay. Let's jump to week two games. Week two games predictions around the horn style. Um, obviously, I sent out the order to you guys, but the order is as follows. Jordan, Reese, Jake, myself. So Jordan into Reese. So we're going bottom to top on my screen. Just give your pick, a little brief explanation. Throw something in if you have something to touch on or if you have that play as well. Jordan, leave us off. Yep, I'm going to start bright, or I guess not bright and early. Quick with a Friday night football game. We have Coastal Carolina laying 25 against the University of Kansas. I am fading Kansas until the cows come home. Coastal has beaten in the last two years. This is the first Power 5 team to visit Conway on the teal. Kansas only rushed for 30 yards on 25 carries against South Dakota. And Coastal put up... on Jason Bean, the freshman gunslinger for Kansas. <laughs> I'm stupid. I'm, I'm, I'm in, like... REM sleep with that guy. <laughs> 610 total yards of offense versus the Citadel for Coastal. I get what the Citadel is. Not a very good FCS school. Um, 610 yards, still 610 yards of total offense. And Kansas is 0-5 ATS in September. And to be honest with you, I just – there's no thinking on this one. Just lay it and go with Put it. me on that as well. I'm back, on, I'm back with Coastal. Damn it, guys. I wasn't going to play a Friday game. Don't convince me to do this. I'm, I'm on Coastal. I can't again. root against my Jayhawks. Friday, 25, Saturday, Sunday. 25, you say my Jayhawks again, you're kicked off this football podcast. <laughs> I'm a Jayhawks football fan because they got no fans. That's a great point. Somebody's no, they do have them. I saw them storm the field after they beat South Dakota. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. I saw all three of them. <laughs> yeah. There were dozens of people on the field. Okay, yeah. over to Reese. Uh, my first one that I like on the weekend um, – Florida by 29 against Southern Florida. Um, they're playing. They're not, Florida's not at home, but still, like Shaver said last weekend, you got to love betting against teams with bad defenses. 
and USF gave up 45 to NC State, which we know they're they're a good program. But I mean, Florida with um, quarterback situation, they got the quarterback situation they have going on over there. Um, I mean, they or was it um, USF gave up 293 yards on the ground, and Florida rushed for over 400 last week. So that's just going to open up a lot of options for them too. So yeah, watching that entire game, obviously because I had NC State last week, Reese, you're going to feel really good about it. USF has no options at quarterback. They went to their third string. They skipped their second string for some reason. Went to their third string. The guy threw three red zone picks, two or three. Really bad. They can't move the ball. Obviously, South Florida is just a dumpster fire right now. And I think that uh, Emory Jones is a much better quarterback. Not much better, but he's better. Uh, I would beg to uh, – I don't Emory know. Jones didn't look great, man, if we're being with their legs. I think he can beat them with their legs. He's going to put some pressure on a bad – He's going to have a heyday against USF. doesn't matter if he's that much better or better. This is another one of those picks where the other team is so fucking bad that you can feel yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, USF is so fucking bad. What was, what was the final score after the first quarter? Do you remember last week at all for the UCF-NC State game? Uh, I thought we were – 14 nothing. Yeah, I thought it was 14 to 20. Because Florida's first quarter points over is 12 and a half, and it's plus money. I might sprinkle like a half unit on that. Ooh, you know what? I think it was only 7 nothing. Now that I think about it, but they went down and scored like after the break, so I don't know. I could be wrong on that. That might be a little like half thing I want to play on the same I'm just game saying too. I, what is going on? What's wealth? Turn your ads off. No free ads. Um, okay. I didn't know where that came from. Up to Schaefer for his first pick. Okay. Well, I since you guys are just laying points, I guess I'll stick with the. <laughs> I'll stick. I'll stick with the uh, the theme here. I was. I'm going to go <laughs> Purdue minus 34 yeah. against yep. Connecticut Huskies. I am. We're on the fade UConn and fade Kansas train. <laughs> yeah, hard. yeah. I won a lot of money fading Kansas last year. I think UConn's my team. I don't know if you guys paid attention. Um, after their loss to Holy Cross on Saturday, their coach came out and he's like, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to retire after this year. And Randy Edsel expected people to like show up to games to say goodbye. Yeah, have a good farewell tour. <laughs> Monday came around and the co- and the school's like, yeah, you got you got to fucking go, get out. <laughs> so, which is sad because he he's won games with them in the past. He's coached some of those really good football teams. Um, but they're also in the midst of a quarterback change. Uh, they're going with the second string this year or this week. So, coaching change, quarterback change, and Purdue is actually coming off. I mean, they're coming off a pretty nice win. I know Oregon State's not fantastic, but that's a, that's a good win to start off their season. And Jack Plummer had a heyday, uh, two, uh, 29 for 41, threw for 300 yards. And we saw the way Fresno State absolutely took apart um, UConn in their pass defense. So I think Plummer's going to have the same situation handed to him. David Bell could end up with 200 yards receiving in that game. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I am – for my pick, I am not going heavy spread. I'm actually laying a money line, and I like Rutgers to win on the road at Ooh. Syracuse. You're not one, you don't want to lay gotcha. the two? I'm laying the two. I, I'm, I know I'm not laying the two. I am playing the money line, just 130. I, it sketches me out for some reason. Um, the Carrier Dome, maybe it's because I'm a Georgetown fan. And there's other things that happen there. Um, but I am taking the money line. I just think that they'll win the game. Is it, is it two right now? Is it two live? It was, off, half. it was turned off on DraftKings earlier today. I'm looking for it right now. Um, I looked at it a couple hours ago and it was two and a half. Yeah, okay, give me two and a half as well. Pair them both because the money line is only 127. 
Um, great play on the Vigadap money line play. Rutgers money line. They looked great last week. That was another one of those situations where they the they're playing is fucking horrible. Temple is bad. Yeah. Rutgers put up 60. Um, that was a lock. And, and yeah, Rutgers, so- Rutgers has got a lot to play for this week, really. I mean, they're, they're a pretty solid team, and Vedral's a good quarterback. And if they have a, aspirations of going to a bowl game, they got to put teams away like this. You know, Syracuse is terrible. They know mm-hmm. they're bad. They got nothing to play for. Rutgers trying to sneak in a couple wins in the Big Ten and hopefully get a bowl game berth. So, I mean, and they were really aggressive on defense last week. They the situation, Temple yeah. team, a lot of turnovers. The situation pretty much is Rutgers is playing with a lot of confidence and uh, Shiano's feeling great with that team over there right now. Um, you got to remember that Syracuse was an underdog. Yeah. In Ohio on some books last week. Yep. Like, you – there's not a lot of confidence in the books. I think the only reason that it's two and a half is because it's on the road, or I think I'd see this line at four and a half, five, um, if they're playing in New Jersey. But they run the ball a ton. Syracuse, that's what they want to do. DeVito didn't even throw for 100 yards last week. They had 380 yards total offense, 280 or 90 of it was on the ground. So I think that's one spot to pay attention to. Um, if Syracuse is going to keep the ball on the ground the whole time, you're going to be watching for a quick game. It's just, you know – can Shiano get this team to look right now and see how big this next one is? Because Rutgers at 2-0 and is huge for that program. Um, one and one with a P5 loss is not where do you want to be for them. So I do like the two and a half. If it's – I can't find it on the book for some reason at this moment, um, but two and a half, it's either going to move up to three or down to two. Either one I'll take. A lot of the money's on Rutgers as well, too. Yeah, I think that was one of the most popular ones I saw. I actually got it at one and a half on FanDuel. Minus 110, one and a half. So, feeling good about that. Man. And if you don't want to bet your real money, you can place this on the Vigit app. I know for sure they have it on there. That's where I found 127 on the money line. Um, I'm sure it's two and a half or three there. Um, place Rutgers in the Vigit app. Wager free. Okay, back around the table. Jordan. Yep, I'm going to go with – do you guys want me to lay points or do you want me to go to one of the more marquee games? Whatever you want, man. Free country. Okay, yep, we're going to lay points. I'm going to take South Alabama minus 15 versus Bowling ah, Green. I like that. We are fading horrible football teams this week, and Bowling Green is one of the worst in the country. Uh, don't look at their game against Tennessee because Tennessee looked god-awful. So, simple as that, I think South Alabama can simply throw the ball all over the field. Um, Jake Bentley, a South Carolina transfer, comes in and is just adding to an offense that was already trying to find its footing last year in 2020. Um you, uh, Southern Al- South Alabama. I'm looking at USA, and every time I see their abbreviation, it messes me up. I'm like, yeah. do I even have the right name down? Uh, <laughs> South Alabama's five one and one in their last seven as a favorite. So I'm going to take South Alabama. I'm laying 15. I'd like that to be at 14, but I don't think it's going to matter. They were impressive last week. They played well. Yeah, they were impressive. Um, I just really like that they got a Power Five quarterback to transfer into that program that's really trying to build something. So. Um, we're going to stick with, you know, the Jaguars and go that direction. I like that play. Okay, over to Reese. Uh, one that I think is going to be a better game, um, but I think you guys would be interested in as well. I'm not sure if you guys are going to take it or not, but I think I'm going to take Kentucky by five against Missouri. Let's talk I like about that pick. one I want to take. I like That's, that pick. Levis, Levis looked really good. I mean, he threw for over – I think they had over 400 yards in the air. And, I mean, Kentucky covers at the end, so obviously we love that. Thank you, Sheriff, for that pick. Um, but, I mean, that Kentucky – I mean, that offense looked like how it's supposed to look. They rolled against the ULM team. Missouri got down to uh, – who was it, Central Michigan? From Michigan. Right. They got down. I mean, they ended up coming back. But, like, the Central Michigan, like, almost had 500 yards in total offense. They 
um, tore apart some of that secondary. And I mean, like Missouri's running back had a hell of a day to like pick up, pick up some of that slack. But like, I, I feel like this is just going to be also a good game to watch. And also like if Kentucky's going to be what they need to be, this is a very winnable game for them. And they should at least win it by, I want to say at least six or seven. I think that's interesting because if you look at Kentucky had some issues too with ULM, ULM. They, they had a couple, they had a couple turnovers too. You know, if you find a way to limit that, I mean, obviously yeah. you're going to help yourself. There was, out. Like, there is concern for both sides. Um, but if you remember back to one of our preview episodes, this is a game that I really liked um, and just really excited for because it does a lot for the East of the SEC. I think these, both these teams could be dark horses to win the East. So this is a huge football game for them. Um, I'm not going to play this game. I like Reese's pick, though. I think I'd lean the way he's going for sure. I just think it's going to be a great football game to watch. So, very excited for that. This one. is, yeah, definitely top four, probably game of the weekend. I love that pick. You want you want it? I got a stat that's going to make you feel good, too, about betting it is the Tigers are 0-4 against the spread in the last four games. So, you want to hammer it. Mm. 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 <laughs> also, I should mention, shout-out to Nebraska for covering 45. Um, for I, that's that's insane. I never thought it was going to happen, especially when it was ten seven. So big spreads have been in our favor. Um, and then next up is Schaefer. Okay, I'm going to go a money line play. At the time that I took this, this was a pick'em. Give me the South Carolina Gamecocks money line play over East Carolina. Okay, uh, East Carolina I thought looked pretty impressive. Now I know they played Eastern Illinois, and for a lot of good FCS teams out there that played well in Week One. Eastern Illinois is not one of them, um, but it was a good good warm up for Zeb Nolan. I'm not sure if he's going to get the start again. I don't know if Doty's back or not, um, but if he is the guy, I feel really confident with him going into there. Uh, he threw four touchdowns last week. Obviously, me being a Cyclone fan, he's used to the spotlight. He stepped up uh, in an Oklahoma game years ago, played in Fargo. The guy can play football just because he took a couple of games off. He played last spring. You know, it's not like he's rusty or anything like that. He knows how to play quarterback at that position. Um, I thought the Gamecocks defense looked really, really good. They gave up 130 yards of offense. That's very, very good. Um, and for a team that looked so impressive in their first game, I thought uh, East Carolina was a little disappointing. Uh, I know App State, App State we speak highly of on this podcast. They were a tough opponent that first game, but the offense just didn't really seem like it was there. Um, and they gave up a – ton of uh, yards on the ground to Cameron Peoples. Peoples is a great running back, but South Carolina also rushed for over 250 yards last week. So the success is written there. You know, they can have success on the ground. Um, Zeb can make those throws uh, when he needs to, and I think that they can just get it done. They're an SEC team, East Carolina. It's an in-state school or in-state rivalry, sort of. They should be able to win this game. Oh. I, think I, saw, I think I saw a state. What? East Carolina is in North Carolina. Oh. You sure? Positive. Mm. Think oh. so too. Looks bad. Had a boy. I thought. Well, I thought I saw. I thought I saw a stat. It was like South Carolina is like four and zero against in-state schools or something. I don't know. Maybe I didn't see that. I don't know. Well, that yeah. would be wrong too. Because Clemson slaughters them. How about grad assistant quarterback from South Carolina? That guy had a day. Ex Iowa State. Ex Bison. Yeah. yeah, that's Zeb Nolan. Yep. God, he looked good in Iowa City one year. Fuck, he can't – what, did he come in after Kemp, like, broke his neck? He horrible. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that was – yeah. Well, he played that <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma game the next week and, look, had through, like, four touchdowns or something. So, but he can get done. I'm, I'm not too worried about it. I have faith in him. Zebariah. 
Faith and Zeb. Okay. Uh, my next pick, I am taking NC State, laying the points two and a half uh, on the road at Mississippi State. Mississippi State looked god-awful last week. Um, or LaTeX just that good. I'll take either one of those. Um, but I like NC State because they look really good, playing with a lot of confidence. I like them to cover three on the road at Mississippi State. Yeah, don't – week one is always one of those things where you, like, don't overreact to week one because not everything that happens in week one is how the weeks or the year is going to play out. Um, however, I do think NC State, no matter who they were playing, looked good. I think they know that they um, have a chance to go down to Starkville and win. I think Mississippi State's in for a wake-up call. They'll improve this week, but I just think NC State's overall a better football team. Um, I, I had the future on NC State, so I'd love to w- see them win this game, obviously. Quarterback edge goes to Leary with North Carolina State. Mississippi State heavy reliant on the pass and a Mike Leach offense. Well, guess what? North Carolina State ranked number one in the ACC against the pass last year. Um, so I just think the defense is going to do just enough. And I know Mississippi State's usually known for a defense, but I think Leary and that team can truly find some holes and just get it done. I think they can win a close ball game down there. So, Okay, NC State, that's the play. Next up, Jordan. Yep, I'm going to go – who let's go with staying on the topic of not overreacting to week one. We're heading to the big house where Washington will go in and play Michigan. I will take Washington plus the seven uh, possible money line sprinkle because I'd still like this Washington team. I think week one happens. I think it's an Iowa state situation from last year. Um, maybe they're not, you know, as talented around the ball as Iowa state is and the quarterback plays a little different, but don't overreact to Michigan beating the crap out of Western Michigan. I think they did show a lot of nice things, but they still are that Michigan team. And until I see them do something legit, I think seven is way too many. Because this, from what I've understood and read, is this game was a pick em to start the year. Yeah. If you would have taken this game week one and it was a week two game, it would have been a one-point line or a pick em. You're telling me that a bat, that week one gives you seven points or whatever, so four or five and Michigan's Dal Ronnie Bell. Yeah. I think that that was a huge loss for them. Back and that Washington team has a good defense. Yeah. Whether they had them or not, you knew they were going to be able to stop the run. You knew they were going to be able to do a lot of things. And they've seen speed teams in the Pac-12 and Oregon and things like that. I just think seven is way too many. Yep. I agree. Okay, moving on. That's, we, there's a lot of plays out there. A lot That's more than I thought. That's one of my favorite ones of the week. If I'm the being the crazy honest. thing is, is JP, I would sit on it because the money is on. It keeps right? going up. Yeah, it keeps, it keeps going. It could get to. I don't know. I didn't see seven. I think I I'm just gonna. It. I saw seven today, and I think it might have came right back down. Yeah, I see seven right now. I think I'm gonna take that as soon as we're done here, just to be sure I have seven. If it gets I to a seven hook, and a half, I can live with it. I don't want to play. I don't want to play the odds because it's already a. Uh, yeah, it's going to go down to six and a hook. It, the juice is already pushed one way. So, that's that's the situation where you get those betters that don't actually watch football or pay attention to it as close as we do, and you see, oh my God, Washington lost to Montana and Michigan blew out Western Michigan. Why is it's only seven and they just hammer seven? So, benefit well, tomorrow, to us. Tomorrow could definitely be a day that the sharps show up. And that line just shoots one way or another. It's been a kind of a steady um, train going up throughout the week. But I think get it now at seven if you're going to get it. So get it at seven. We like that pick. I actually do like that pick a lot. I, I didn't even look at that game just because I'm, I'm also like they did well, lose to Montana. It, see, Michigan lost their one whiteout, didn't they? Yeah. Right. Like I got hurt. Conversation, yeah. Reese. Yep. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, right. moving on. Back to Reese. What's the next play? Um, I'm, I want to bet on this game. I'm torn between laying the points or taking the over-under. Um, but I want to bet on the uh, Western Kentucky and Army game. Um, Army is favored by seven Very right now. Very line, Reese. Don't do it. I, well, that's what I'm thinking the over-under. Don't touch it. I'm thinking the over-under. <laughs> Don't touch the seven. I love it, Reese. I love it. I love it, too. Oh, I mean, we, we were talking about how high we were on the – you guys were on the Georgia State offense, um, but you knew their defense was going to be bad. I mean, Army win, goes and wins by 33 in week one, and they hold Georgia State's offense at 10 points. I, I mean I, – I liked two service academy games last week. I stayed away from both of them just because it was week one, and they both would have hit. But I'm just saying seven's a lot to be given a West Kentucky team. And I just th- – I think Army – can score. We've seen Army can score, and they can also give up points. So take the over, Reese. I wouldn't mind an over there. I wouldn't play this. That's, that's the one game I'm thinking about because those first I mentioned, I'm, I'm going to be betting on those for sure. But after this, I'm not sure um, ones that my I particularly like myself. So what is the Fruit over in that? Reese. Forty two and a half. Fifty two. Oh, I got fifty two and a half. Fifty two and a half. Okay. Is that the play then? Final decision. Yeah. You could okay. take a service academy under an Air Force Navy. That's like 40 and a half. Um, okay. Jump to the uh, other side. Schaefer. Okay. I'm going to lay some more points. Uh, a <laughs> lot of points. Just kind of what I do. If you're just listening, you shouldn't be surprised. If you are a weekly listener, I should say. But, uh, yeah, give me Arizona State. Uh, minus 31 and a half against UNLV. Jesus. <laughs> well here's the deal a lot of people love uh unlv which is a good thing uh that that kid started at like 34 it's came down to 31 and a half for me um i mean if you didn't pay attention last week another fcs win eastern washington put up 35 on unlv and really uh, i think the you- historic bad beat by the way yeah well Did you see that over no, i didn't see it it was 6-3 at halftime the over under was 60 something yeah it went to double overtime and went over. <laughs> it's like the worst beat. Ever. That's well, not not if you have the over. Oh, that's what just called history. If you have the over, UNLV just is not impressive. Uh, they gave, like I said, they gave up thirty-five and four hundred seventy-one total yards of offense. Um, Jaden Daniels is probable, which is a little concerning. But both backups got a lot of playing time last week, and they looked good against Southern Utah pretty much a similar team both just absolutely dog shit um Rashad White had limited carries but a lot of success he had seven carries for 58 yards and two tutties um look for him to absolutely get a bunch more carries especially if uh Daniels is out and them just pounding the ground against UNLV uh I think like I said a lot of starters on Arizona State didn't play as much due to last week's joke of a game so I think they're going to get good reps and, well, they're uh, in the same situation this week. That's what worries me is, like, with the team we liked out there, you know, they got to get – at some point they're going to play more and more snaps. So, you think this would be the week that they get. Yeah, week two, you got to get your team – you got to get your team rolling. So, mm-hmm. um, Okay. Jumping to the next pick. There's First of all, we have to mention this. There's been a shit ton of picks. I know we yeah. said we kind of have a smaller amount this week. We've already had, like, 10 or 15 on the board. Um, so let me add to it. I like TCU minus 10 at home versus Cal. Cal 0-1 coming off a loss against Nevada, who's not a bad football team, but Cal is. TCU is coming off a monster win against a dog shit opponent. 
Um, but we talked about a little bit TCU's hypes earlier this year, and I like them to cover 10 at home. Already booked. It's 11 and a half now. Um, it'll probably just continue to go up, so get it now because I think two touchdowns is pretty safe. Okay, back to JP. All right. Well, um, we're going to save my – the. I have two more. I'm going to save the other one for the last one to converse on because I think it would be a good conversing piece. I have also a couple of converses. Okay. I'm going to say this is a heavy lean for me. This is – I've done with, like, my legit picks. Those guys took some of mine. Um, but this one I'm waiting on the line to come down so I can grab it. I will, Liberty at four and a half versus Troy. I know for a fact that we talked about this before the season started and what situations Liberty would have, but I just like Liberty's team. They get so much back. They have Malik Willis still. They have the best player on the field. They need to keep winning football games, and they don't have that many opportunities to get bigger name wins. And if you want to – like Troy's become that bigger name win for them this year, so I like them. Troy has the ability to throw the ball. They have the ability to spread it out and play good offense. I just – they both saw bad spot. competition. Week I, think, I think Troy – Troy's a good football team. I think – I just think it's a scary spot. I don't know. I don't know too much about either What's, team. I don't see is it a scary spot simply because they know they're on the road and they know, like, the situation they're in. Like, Troy's good. They know Troy's good. That's why I'm like – I'm okay with it, but a lot of people like Troy, so I'm just waiting for this line to pop down farther and farther. Um, hopefully, I can get it at like four or three and a half. It's at four and a half right now, but the juice is pushed towards Troy, so we're going to see. I like. I don't mind that pick at all. I looked at that earlier this week, but then my mind just was immediately drawn back to Coastal last year when they played at Troy and how close that game was and came down to the wire. Um, yeah, but, but I do that think was a different situation. Game. That was stuck between their big games and like later in the year kind of thing. This is week two. No, I think you made the right pick. I just – the points scare me a little bit because, God forbid, that happens again. And Troy comes out with all the hype because this is going to be one of their bigger games because Liberty is a good opponent. Um, I don't know. It's a sketchy line, um, but I would not – I don't think ball. it's a dumb pick. I, I want it's a dumb pick. Yeah, no. If it falls to three, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, up over to Reese. Um, again, this is a game I don't know if I'm going to be betting on, but just looking at – um, I mean, the two teams, this is just going to get a conversation going too because I don't think these, these two on the bottom are going to touch it. But that Iowa State, Iowa State and Iowa game, I think four and a half for Iowa. If there's, if there's a spot to lay money on that, that's where I would go with that. Plus four and a half on Iowa. Plus four and a half on Iowa. Okay, that's your play. Oh, that we'll talk about that game. Um, okay, Schaefer, another pick. You know – like we talked about before. You know, what do I know? <laughs> like we talked well. about before, you know, to the average college football fan, some of these games, people would look at them and be like, who oh the God. fuck would watch that? This dumb game. Or who, who would be bet like on such Temple. a thing? No, very similar. Very similar. Who would bet on such a thing? Well, think of me because I am one of those people. Give me Colorado State minus oh seven against Vanderbilt <laughs> against sorry sorry Vanderbilt okay uh obviously both schools had a very very tough first lost week. to FCS teams uh both get no didn't just lose Reese both got absolutely piss pounded by FCS teams here's the big <laughs> difference <laughs> South Dakota State is a very good FCS team arguably the best uh so that wasn't surprising Vanderbilt, the Big 12. Vanderbilt scoring three points against or East Tennessee State, that's tough. 
That is very tough. <laughs> Vanderbilt is on an 11-game losing streak. This is – we talk about Kansas. We don't talk about Vanderbilt enough, I think. Okay. Colorado State had, did have some success in that game. One of the bright spots they can look at is they had a lot of good uh, passes. They passed for over 300 yards, and that's a pretty good South Dakota State defense. They didn't run the ball very well. They struggled to run the ball. They gave up 244 yards on the ground. That's not great, but obviously I think they're going to see a much lesser offense out of Vanderbilt and South Dakota State. And You think? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm just kind of basing this off of Vanderbilt's had a very long, long resume of being terrible. Colorado State's a little less terrible. They had some bright spots against South Dakota State. Uh, while Vanderbilt didn't have any bright spots against a very mediocre FCS team. So, just a touchdown. Just a touchdown. Colorado State, minus seven versus Vanderbilt. Probably the best game of the weekend. Honestly, if you look at it, you you got to be nervous. Hold on, I'm hearing an echo. Who's echoing? Is it me? It should be good now. Nope, I still hear it. Where's it coming from? I don't know. I haven't said anything. I don't know either. Is it me? How would you know? Um, I have no idea how you know. I've muted myself. I can barely hear it. Second. But, um, okay. Anyway, if I'm a female on the campus of Vanderbilt, I would be very nervous that I'm going to be recruited here very soon so they can have some national spotlight. No. They kicked – their kicker made like a 50-yarder or something like that. So it doesn't they matter. Any- They'll put her at tight end at this point. <laughs> <laughs> They're never going to be at the SEC network again. Like, that's the worst football team ever. Um, I like that pick. Dog shit game. Um, but I'm jumping to another one. This is one that I'm a little sketched out about. Texas A&M and Colorado over 51 points. I don't know. It's a lean right now. It might My, be. I would rather lay the 17, I think. That's what I thought about, too. Colorado doesn't have a lot. They got a lot of quarterback issues going along. They don't really have that figured out. Yeah, that's why I just said about the over. Do you think think 51's a small number? Do you think uh, the fans travel well the 30 minutes from Boulder to Denver (laughs) to to support their Buffaloes? I would hope so. (laughs) You would think so, but I feel like Colorado's got some bad fans. But, okay. Another play from JP or another lean? Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk talk about about it. it. Well... The last one I'm leaning right now is simply a game in Lincoln where the Scurs have got to come in and play something that's – I'm just saying this is a lot of points to give a team with a chance. And I think – this line's dropped a little bit, but I think 13.5 or 14 is a – it's just worth the shot. That's what I'm saying. 14 or 13 and a half? I think, I think it's 13 and a half now. It was 14. When no, I it's 13 and a half right now. I'm just saying what did you get? It's a lean right now. I think it's at 13 and a half, but I can see it going back up to 14. Yeah, I could see it either way. I don't think it's a terrible play. Nebraska's a bad football team. Doesn't hurt my feelings or anything. I bet against Nebraska more than anybody else here. Ian Parks are going to be there. That's true. Um, I I bet against Nebraska more than anybody on this podcast, so you're never going to hear me blink twice about it. I think uh, you should get a little content video going. Somebody is echoing awfully. We have to figure this out. Testing, testing. I don't hear it at all. I don't hear it here either. Schaefer, you fucking idiot. (laughs) All right, you just mute yourself unless you want to talk. 
<laughs> okay. Or get some headphones. We talk now. Or try to get some headphones. They're hard. It's safer hard. <laughs> yeah. Put some headphones in, Joe. Really I don't know. Yeah, should, up, man. Should, I move, should I move rooms? It's might be a room. Did you? Are you in a new location? No, same spot. Huh? How about now? I don't I'm hear it. I'm good. Yeah, I don't ah! hear it. That was better. <laughs> ah! yeah, I don't hear it, man. <laughs> Leave that. <in>. Ah! <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> okay. We should cut that part from before because I was just making fucking noises for no reason. <laughs> um, okay. Um, jumping back into it, I don't think that's a bad pick at all. It's definitely a scary game. Buffalo dropped 70. Uh, like, granted, it was against Wagner, um, but it'll be an interesting game. I think being at yeah, home will I'm be... I'm not putting any stock in Buffalo's win. I just think 14 is an interesting spot for Nebraska. Yeah. I don't think it's a terrible pick at all. Um, okay, last lean for me, Georgia State and North Carolina over 64. The only, the way, the only reason it's in question is because 64 is quite a bit. But I do think there's a shit ton of points scored in this game. Thoughts? Bueller? I think, I, I think I, North Carolina won by 40. Yeah, but I'm, it's just depending upon whether Georgia State can put up a couple of points, which I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's a lot. Like 64 and a half is a lot. If it was 60, I would lay it already. Um, but I do think North Carolina wins. It just – that was a question for me. Okay, any more plays? Any more leans? Any more week two ideas? No, yes. no, no. Okay, one more, JP. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to talk about – I don't know if um, you guys had seen this line at all, and I thought it was kind of an interesting one. Um, Temple and Akron? That's a fucking <laughs> – Barn burner, right there. I already have. I already have a, a shit pile game. I'm betting on staying away. He's got five units on that game already. He can't afford it. <laughs> also, I think Illinois could take a, a step forward or like go back to a little, you know, at least be an average. And they're catching ten points going to Virginia. I'm not sold on Virginia, so I think ten points is a little much there. That's a lean for me right now too. That's my final one. Okay, that's a lot of picks for week two of college football, a lot more than I thought we would have. Um, but now is the time. We are all here. We have all decided, finally, we've had a talk all week about which play was going to be the play of the week. We stumbled upon one before the episode started, and we are here. And the play of the week, JP, go ahead and tell the people what the play of the week is. Hail to. Pit. Yeah, Pitt. Pitt is the play of the week. Minus three at Tennessee. The boys are all in on this one. Couple unit play. We really believe in Pitt. Um, Tennessee is a bad football team, and they kept Bowling Green around for way too long to feel any comfortable with a decent team like Pitt coming in. Kenny Pickett and I think Pat Narduzzi are just a better coach and a better quarterback than whatever Tennessee is going to put on the field. So, even though it's at Rocky Top, it's in Neyland, it's around 100,000 people, I just think uh, Narduzzi is going to find a way to really quiet a Tennessee offense that, to be honest, didn't wow me against Bowling Green and find a way to have Kenny Pickett, who's experienced, make a lot of plays. And they've given teams that are a lot better in Tennessee a lot of trouble in the ACC. So um, I do like that one a lot. Let's say, I mean, the tail of the tape is the quarterback at both sides. And Joe Milton – 
I'm You're sorry. not the answer, sir. Yeah, he's just – was he 12 of 27 against Bowling Green? And that's just bad. And they were – it was a barn burner going into halftime. And, yeah, we don't want – we repeat it over and over again. Don't react – overreact to week one. But we've seen this out of him before. So, it was no surprise that he came out and played like that. Um, Tennessee's not good. And I just love the experience that Pitt brings in with Pickett uh, under center. And they've been in the situation so many times with him. So I don't think this is going to scare him at all just because it's some SEC opponent. But, okay. There's a play of the week. Pitt minus three at Tennessee. We love that play. Book it today. Download the Vigit app. Use the code. It's just money for a thousand free coins. When you get in the app, go to the betting leagues tab in the bottom left. Use the passcode win three, nine, three. That gets you in our betting league where you can track our picks, rank yourselves among the leaderboards and win great prizes. Download Vigit today. Okay, let's jump to the NFL. Wait, let's wait, wait. Breaking news before we get to the NFL. Breaking news sounds somebody. Somebody Hit me, breaking man. news. Sound. Bew, bew, bew. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> eh. BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, eh. and have all officially applied to the Big 12, and the meeting will be held Friday. Whether or not they will accept them into the conference, they are leaning as an obvious yes. It'll be a unanimous vote. Bring it. It'll be a unanimously not the right thing to do. I'm going to get a Mormon to drink a beer with me when they come to town. You're going to soak? I'm going to convince him. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm a big soaking fan here. Um, Shape's a big soak guy. Um, okay. That is huge. I love news. getting soaked. Yeah. <laughs> that is. You're asking uh, me that's the wrong move, but that's a big time wrong move. What? What's the wrong move? Adding One the, the big schools 12. instead of the school simply realizing they could get a lot more money going somewhere else. Like, it just needs to become a free-for-all there. You think, that, you think that the TV contracts are going to pay more for the Big 12 you, now? You think the Pac-12 is going to take those teams? It they doesn't matter. Out. They don't They're have like, to go we anywhere. We don't want them. They're like, we don't need them. So what they are we going to do? We don't have to go anywhere. What, stick with our eight that we have? No, you just disperse. You don't need That's to what I said. Where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? I think the Pac-12 will take anybody. They got Arizona and all those. ACC. Schools. They came out and said that they don't want anybody. And no, they're idiots. That's I why think the Big Ten was too. I think personally, I think the Big Ten was too high and mighty to take in Iowa State. Why do they need Iowa State? They have the market already that it covers. You're just. That's what I'm saying. You say we'll go somewhere else. Where are we gonna go? I think the Conference USA is too high and mighty to take Kansas right now. I'm just saying. I don't. I, they're not going to get more money from TV contracts. They're not going to get more influx from all these people wanting to come watch Cincinnati play freaking West Virginia and shit like that. That's what I'm saying. It's not about the money, man. It's about preserving the sanctity of the game. Preserving the sanctity of the game, we wouldn't be in this situation. No, recently. sanctity. That's I don't sanctity. know how to say that word, but it's, it's already gone. Requiem. Um, it's requiem. Um, I almost moved on from college football. We cannot do that right now. There is a game we must talk about. And when I say we, I mean you two. And when I say you two, I mean JP and Schaefer. Iowa, Iowa State. The Cyhawk game is here. Iowa has won the last 64, to my understanding. Um, <laughs> what, how are we feeling? I mean, the tension feels, I mean, both of your faces right now are not good. What are our thoughts? Who takes it? I've been cool, calm, and collected this whole time. I don't, I don't understand where you're seeing. You're blushing, motherfucker. He's like, he's letting the wallpaper the talking for him. Yeah, that's what I just, I just said. Um, I don't know. JP muted himself, so apparently I got to go first or something. I don't know. I'm going first. I'm worried about the echo. Oh, okay. 
Um, I don't know. As far as Iowa State's concerned, uh, the five-game losing streak, I mean, one of the things it comes down to is turning the ball over and lack thereof out of Iowa. In this five-game winning streak for Iowa, they have not turned the ball over once. Um, and if we want to win this football game, I think our defense is good enough to force a couple. But we got to wait and see. Iowa's really good. That's what they pride themselves on is ball control and not turning the football over. Um, I Like I mentioned before, I think Charlie Kohler is going to make a world of a difference in this offense coming in this week. I guarantee he plays. There's not a doubt in my mind he sits this one out. I think he could have played last week. Uh, yeah, and I, I think as, as the running game is concerned, we didn't run the ball very well last week, but I don't think you're going to see as bad of a game as Brees Hall has ever played in his life. He just missed a lot of reads. He openly admitted that. Um, and, you know, if you pay attention to Twitter, this is our biggest game of all time. It's our Super Bowl. So if we lose this, our life's over. So, you know, as, as they would say over at the University of Iowa, if we lose our, our – we're actually, if we lose, we're going to lose 11 straight and we're going to go 1-11 and because it's the biggest game of our lives. So – that's what they said. So, just it's gonna happen. Ooh, a little bit of shade. JP, <laughs> you can throw shade. You you know you have nothing to lose in this matchup at the moment. Look, we're being honest. We're sitting in the same situation. You haven't won in five years. I have. I never talk shit during this week because I know how it goes. No matter how good one side is, it does not matter. He's taking. Uh, if you did not see it, Tyler Goodson made a comment on um, to Chad Lysico, the Des Moines Register talking about how this is Iowa State's Super Bowl and that they're worried about um, distractions and things like that. I don't agree with what Goodson's saying. I think it was a dumb comment to make. I think he was personally just trying to get people talking about it and just throw a little shade. Do I think he's worried about it? No. Obviously, Iowa State fans react in way any fans would with, uh, well, we didn't say any of that. Brees Hall is high and mighty, and he said, I'm not distracted by anything. Congrats, Von Holier, the now. No one gives a shit what both of you think. It's just about the game. So, um, honestly, Iowa needs to do a couple things better. They need to have just consistent um, passing game with Petrus. They need the receiving core to have a little bit of um, space between them and Iowa State's DBs. We know Laporta will be solid, and we know Goodson will be solid. The offensive line was decent. Obviously, we were very, very vanilla on offense against Indiana. I think we'll be fine. Iowa State has a very good defense. That's going to be the story of the game. Can Petrus and that offense move the ball against that um, defense? I'm not – if I'm being completely honest, I'm not worried about our defense and their offense. I get you got Brees Hall. I get you got Brock Purdy. I, you get Charlie Kohler. You got all these names, but I'm not worried about it considering I haven't given up 24 points in 20-some games straight. So, for me, it's about the offense – not the defense. We have the best DBs in the Big Ten. We always reload on the defensive line, even if they're inexperienced. You're going to get a rotation. You have absolute animals in Jack Campbell and Benson and Justin Jacobs at linebacker. Just a lot of skill, a lot of places. So I'm not worried about that. However, as we get closer and closer to the game, I'm just more and more and more and more and more nervous. So You've awfully said I'm not worried about it. Quite a bit in, in that talk. No, I'm not. I'm not you worried. Know what, about who, you know who would say that? He just keeps someone saying. who's worried. <laughs> I, I think would he's say, misunderstood uh, me. <laughs> no, JP I didn't. I just want to rattle the cage. See, JP um, talks about the offense. I was just going to say, I, I don't think Iowa State presents anything too scary offensively. However, I would feel very comfortable if they just get to 21 points. I feel very comfortable of them handling that and winning the football game only by scoring 21. I think that defensively we're solid enough to do that. Uh, personally, I would just say on both sides of the football, 
or both sides of the teams. I think that whichever team gets up even 10 points, the other team should be frightened because both teams are very comfortable with small leads and both teams trust their defense. Both coaches trust their defenses. Uh, so that's really what I think it's going to come out, come down to. And obviously turnovers, because when you get – Whoever wins a turnover teams, battle wins this game. 100%. Yeah, when you, when you get two teams like this that like to control the ball, run the football, slow it down, even one turnover can just be all the difference. So um, I'm just kind of glad. I think it's going to be – it's going to be a good game. Uh, I think in some people's minds it's going to be ugly. It's going to be a little boring. But I am glad that – uh, People can drive me a fucking river if they're gonna be like, "Oh, Iowa State's college game day." Yeah, yeah. go cheer for fucking dipshit you over in the Pac-12 that hasn't won a game. <laughs> I was gonna say, I am. I I hope the whole country kind of suffers watching this football game because it's just gonna be a ground and pound, and uh, the state of Iowa is just gonna be on show. Could truly give a shit less whether people are mad about Iowa State. Six to three at halftime. <laughs> and that very it very well could be that. And I and I personally I I would giggle if it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, runners at 46. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not it's very high. Like, and like this, I mean, this is like when you watch these games or if you're like, it's always like, even if it's like a blowout or whatever it is, like, it's still always like guys are trying to fucking go hard the entire time. So like, oh, I think with as much as there's on the line, like, I just think it's just gonna be a great game to watch. Yeah. I think the under is like 12 and three on the last 15 matchups from what I saw. So if you're yeah, looking to play I, this game, that's honestly, crazy. that is it. A seventeen ten, a thirteen ten. Yeah, it's not going to be a that yeah. kind of thing. So I. That's why I like the I like the like the four and a half. Like if you're looking to bet this game, like the four and a half with that, because I feel like it's going to come down to like, it could come down to the last two minutes of the game, and if it's a one possession game, like whichever team can do something with it last try, like that could be it. I feel like it comes down to Iowa State has to force Petrus to throw the ball. They do it really do because Goodson was an absolute monster last year. He was last, not last. Well, last year and last week is what I meant to say. Um, he looked really good. So it all comes down to them controlling the the ground game and forcing Petrus to throw the ball. If he, if you get them to throw a couple of picks, then I feel like you have an, an Iowa State close win. I think it's going to be a close game either way. Um, but was, it really starts with stopping Goodson. Yeah, and and I agree with what you said about picks. You know, the last five games we've played pretty solid, pretty sturdy quarterbacks in Stanley and um, Jesus Bethard. Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. CJ, uh, if, any, if anybody could throw a pick, I I would like to think it's Spencer Petrus. Uh, I stuttered there for a second, but yeah, he got he got rid of his goatee, man. He figured it out finally. Yeah, I almost didn't recognize him when I saw that video. Ugly as shit last year. <laughs> Um, but, okay, that is a lot of thoughts on the Iowa-Iowa State game. Obviously, a lot of high stakes. Schaefer, mute your mic. Um, a lot of high stakes in that game between the boys. Um, it should be a great game. I'm glad college game day is somewhere at least remotely close. Um, it should be a great game. So make sure you watch that game. And now it is time to jump to the NFL. I can't believe I almost forgot about that. Well, let's talk about the NFL. Week one is here. Bucks. Cowboys tomorrow night. Obviously, you know the play if you're on the DraftKings Sportsbook. But let's talk about other picks and other games um, very briefly because I just have two picks and they're both player props. So go ahead. Jordan. Whoa, whoa. I don't bet on my own team, but I love Denver this weekend versus the Giants. I think it was at two. It's at three now. I just think we're a better football team. I think Teddy Two Gloves is going to give you everything you need out of a quarterback without making it an extravagant performance or – poor at all so I think that's a great look obviously I won't bet on my own team Rams Bears 
seven and a half. The line stinks, man. I, I just I, I I like how good they are. I think under forty six isn't a bad idea. Forty six and a hook, maybe. Um, those are the two things I would talk about. Okay. Or, or oh wait, one more, one, one more, more from one the whale. Or Packers three and a half Saints. Okay. That's what I said. I, okay. I like that pick. Uh, I have never done this before, but I can't believe I'm going to give this pick. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm going to go against my own team. I think that Seattle minus two and a half against Indianapolis is an absolute steal. Uh, the month of September is always Russell Wilson should win an MVP. How has he never won an MVP before? Um, you know, he's going to come out playing well. Quentin Nelson, from what I've been reading on and listening to, he's day to day. He's been dealing with back spasms. We've been dealing with COVID stuff all, all camp. Carson's been there like 50% of the time. I don't know how, what we're getting into with Carson. Uh, and I think it's a tough defense he's going to have to go to in his first game. So in that aspect, I would tell you to bet uh, Seattle. But however, my play of the weekend is going to be a three-way all money lines. I got um, Minnesota at Cincinnati. I think that Cincinnati's terrible. Um, they have no offensive line. I think that Minnesota needs to win a game like this. Uh, this is a team that kind of disappointed last year, and this is a team that's pretty talented. So they need to come into Cincinnati and win a game like this. Uh, I think I saw another one is Kansas City, money line against the Browns. Uh, I think I saw a stat was Patrick Mahomes is 15-0 and in the month of September. Uh, that speaks for itself in Arrowhead, first game of the year. Uh, he's got to come out firing, especially after getting injured last year and Chad Henney took over. So I think he's got something to prove. And then tonight's game, just give me the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to beat uh, Dallas. Dallas, who knows what we're getting into with them this year. And Zach Martin injury is going to take a toll against a really good defensive line for Tampa Bay. So that is my three-team parlay. I think I got it at plus 168. So pretty solid money right there. I like that. That's a great parlay just because I feel like those are two locks. And then Minnesota, the Bengals are bad, man. That's a bad football team. Um, so that's a pretty safe parlay and great value. Uh, Reese, do you have any NFL picks? Um, the one that I want to lean, um, just that I feel building off of what they did last year with their team and what they were able to do in bringing in guys, uh, Washington football team money line against the Los Angeles Chargers uh, week one. Um, Washington is at home. Um, over under at 44 and a half. Um, I just feel like this is going to be one of the most scoring ball games, especially with the defense that Washington has. We'll be able to apply a pressure to Justin Jefferson throughout, or Justin, Justin Jefferson, Jesus, Justin Herbert throughout the game. Um, but yeah, I like Washington to uh, kind of steal one uh, week one at home as the dogs. Like okay. I said, dogs, but it's one time in mind. So. Fair play. Uh, Washington's one of those football teams that nobody really even batted an eye out coming out of the NFC beast last year. Um, and then made a name for themselves in that game a little bit. My two plays are player props. I'm not betting on a game. There are two teams that I think are going to lose. However, two players that I think are going to score. And that's Saquon Barkley to score. And that's plus 105 at home against Denver. I think Barkley at least gets one. Um, so I love that pick a lot. And then I took Nick Chubb to score, maybe even a one-yard touchdown run in a 40-7 to game at the Chiefs. And that's plus 100. So those are my two player props. Saquon to score and Nick Chubb to score. Pretty safe, but they're both plus money, so I'll take that. The NFL's tough. I feel like the NFL is one of those things where it's like college football, where it's more than college football, honestly. It's like a platform-wide, league-wide, you really don't know until you see. Um, so the NFL oh, will be – yeah, it's, it's 
it's tough. It's like the MLB. It's like any pro sport becomes really weak to weak. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talented, so anybody can really beat anybody, as they say, on any given Sunday. So, great movie. You got a quote for us from that movie, JP? Uh, Al Pacino has a big speech in it, but I can't remember exactly what he says. Something about game of inches. Oh yeah. In life. <laughs> no, 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 JP. What is it? I don't know it exactly. I don't know word for word. Come on. As, uh, I'm pretty sure Lawrence Taylor's in that movie as well as uh, – oh, there's a rapper. Let's give a nice LT welcome to Michael Bobby Boucher. I don't know if Michael Irvin is, but I know there's a oh, there's a rapper in it that's like one of the main characters. Oh, ne- no, not Nelly. No, it's not Nelly. That's, 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 that's yeah. Well, ja Rule. Ah, oh, damn. No. Yeah, I know who, who I know who you're talking about. Uh, not important, but – but anyway, I just wanted another – we need our movie line weekly from JP. But, okay, we gave you a shit ton of picks. A lot more in college football. Week one of the NFL is here. Football is fully back. We are very excited about it. Let's. You Ball guys want to do a soon. rundown of our picks just quick? Just one, two, three, four? Um, like, yeah. You ready? Like, read I need to them down the whole list. Oh, okay. Uh, Coastal Carolina by 25 at home against Kansas – over 52 and a half, Army and Western Kentucky is a heavy lean. South Carolina money line, 105 at ECU. Florida by 28 and a half at USF. Rutgers by two at Syracuse. Rutgers money line at Syracuse. Purdue by 31 at UConn. TCU by 10 at home against Cal. Uh, now, now you fuck me up, JP, with the USA. Um, <laughs> uh, South Alabama 40. minus 14 and a half at Bowling Green. NC State. By two and a half at Mississippi State, Liberty by four and a half at Troy, Kentucky by five at home against Missouri, Washington plus seven on the road at the Big House, Colorado State minus seven at home against Vanderbilt, Arizona State minus 33 and a half at home against UNLV, and the Washington football team money line at 106. Uh, also, Bowling Green, South Alabama is 14 flat now, I'm looking at. Is, is that what you're going to take? You didn't take it yet? Flat. 14 flat. I, I thought JP meant like we should list off like each of our picks, like one through four, and then you just went through all of them. Like, holy yeah, shit. Oh, yeah, my, NFL parlay. That one, that one is, I have already placed that, so that one's in. Okay, if, I have, yes, if I have a good I have Saturday, it. I have no reason to want to bet on this game, but I saw a stat that makes you want to do it, and the Texans are plus money line. That the number one overall pick in the last 13 games to start their career, they're one in 12. Um, but the NFL parlay, Vikings money line, Chiefs money line, and what was the last one? Uh, what would you say, Vikings, Chiefs, and Bucks? Bucks. That, that sounds like a lock, plus 168. That's a great bet to take. Um, okay, that wraps up all the picks. Um, obviously, another great week of football is here. We are going to be betting football a lot. MLB is in the past until the, probably the postseason, um, which is approaching closely. But there's a shit ton of picks. Schaefer has decided what is going to play us out this week. What is that? Uh, I mean, I think we just need to play Coming to Your City by Big and Rich. Okay. Coming to Your City by Big and Rich. Cue it. I was going to go swag, sir, but I'll I'll just make it for everybody this time. Okay. Coming to Your City. Cue it. Thanks for joining us. Go Hawks. Eat Iowa.
Cincinnati. 